Karapata Eila Topiju Aripiti Arabata Eila Topiju For the last day in the month of May, God has been faithful. Some people have died, some were involved in accident, but the Lord has kept you alive. Let's thank Him. your hands heaven taloli ba ojo gba Thank you for this wonderful Sunday morning. We ask that your blessing will be available to all in Jesus' name. All of us will be blessed by your grace in the name of Jesus. No one will leave this place the same. Your name will be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can we give high five to five people? Let's do it well. High five to five people. Five people around you. Let's do it well. High five to five people. Hallelujah. Praise God. We welcome you to church this Sunday and we pray that the Lord will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. 
Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14 has been our major, major watchword. Because this month for us is our month of harvest. This month for us is our month of blessing. And the Lord will make that blessing permanent in Jesus' name. Okay, thank you for putting it up. Can we look at it? Then Isaac saw in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. The Lord will bless you this month mightily in Jesus' name. Okay, and the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Let me turn to your neighbor and say, you are going to become very great. Open your mouth and say it. Please be generous. Say, you are going to become very, very great. Say, when I see you tomorrow, you'll be at the topmost top in the name of Jesus. But look at verse 14. Look at, look at verse 14. Verse 14. You see, for he had possession of flocks and possession of art and grace of servant and the Philistine envy him. That was the last verse of verse 14. Let's look at verse 15. Verse 15 of that. Genesis 26, verse 15. For all the ways which his father's servant had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistine had stopped them and filled them with sand. Now, what am I saying this morning? You cannot see blessing without enemy. Okay, maybe I should be soft. You can't see enemy with you can't see blessing without envy. And you cannot see envy without enemy. If you are blessed, you will have enemy. Please pardon me if I say that to you. If you are naturally blessed, people will hate you. If you are supernaturally blessed by God, Philistine also will hate you. The Bible says, when Isaac saw in the land, he reaped an hundredfold. He was great. He became very great. And the Philistine envied him. And the next verse says, the Philistine filled the well that his father digged and his own well with sand. They stopped the water from flowing. They stopped the water. So, anytime you talk about harvest, in a last day like this, I must talk about how to prevent your harvest from the enemy. Because when you have harvest, you are going to have enemy. And I know my wife will attend to this. That even in agriculture, they preserve crops. If you don't preserve it, it will get spoiled. If you are blessed, you must know how to preserve your harvest from the enemy. So I have titled this, enemy of your harvest. Not the enemy in your father's house. Enemy of your joy. Enemy of your blessing. Some of you don't even know that you are blessed until that blessing is stolen away from you. So many of you here are blessed. Blessed beyond measure. You are blessed potentially. Your future is blessed. Your generation is blessed. So, the only thing you have to do is to guide against the enemy of your harvest so that your blessing will multiply. So, some people are blessed and they remain stagnant. Why are you stagnant? It's because you don't know there are enemies that are fighting your harvest that you have to fight against. What are the enemies? Okay, let me read maybe two or three verses again before I explain. Isaiah 33 verse 6 says, Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your time. In other words, even when you are blessed, you need wisdom to stabilize the blessing. You need wisdom to stabilize your blessing. I know some of us are doing well and we can become very great in life if we can only learn how to stabilize the
the blessing. Wisdom and knowledge, excuse me, shall be the stability of thy times and the strength of salvation and the fear of the Lord is his pleasure. May your blessing be stabilized in the name of Jesus. Okay, Psalm 119, verse 99 to 100. Psalm 119, verse 99 to 100. Psalm 119, verse 99 to I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimony and my meditation. Your laws and my meditation. I have understanding more than the ancient because I keep thy precepts. I have understanding. God wants you to have understanding on how to fight your battle. I pray for you that this year you will win in Jesus' name. Your enemy will not be able to destroy your harvest in the name of Jesus. In Judges chapter 6, Judges chapter 6, I'm just laying emphasis on this. Beginning from verse 8, the Israelites were improvised. They became poor because of their enemy. Because of their enemy. Maybe we read from verse 1, Judges chapter 6. Before the Lord sent Gideon to go and, and, and bless them. Judges chapter 6. Look at verse, verse, uh, verse 2 and 3. And the hand of the Midian, which is their enemy, prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel <laughs> made the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. So it was when Israel had sown that the Midianite came up and the Amalekite and the children of Israel, of East, even they came up against them. And they come against them and destroy the increase of the heart. They destroy their harvest till they come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor horse nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tent and they came as grasshopper for multitude. For both they and their camel were without number, and they enter into the land to destroy it. Look at verse 6. And Israel was greatly improvised. In other words, Israel became poor because of their enemy, the Midianite. Israel became poor because of their enemy, and the children of Israel cry unto the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying now? When you are having too much enemies, Fighting with your harvest, you are eventually going to become poor. So don't say you are poor because the economy is bad. You are poor because Nigeria is bad. You have to watch the enemy of your increase. Enemies of your harvest, watch them very closely. And make sure you know them. <laughs> and avoid this enemy so that you can enjoy your blessing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I say praise the Lord. What is the number one enemy? Number one enemy of your harvest. Number one enemy of your harvest is unnecessary conflict and battle. Don't fight a battle that has no reward. You know, and I'm begging men and women, especially married people, don't fight unnecessary battle. Champions don't fight any battle. They fight battles that have reward. Don't fight unnecessary conflict and battle. Conflict will derail your focus. Unnecessary conflict will destroy your harvest and blessing. Maybe harvest is coming your way and your wife talks anyhow. Just ignore and keep quiet. Because anywhere there is harvest, the enemy will want to bring conflict. We want to bring conflict. 
we want to bring conflict. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 and 24, the man of God, Apostle Paul, told his son Timothy, he said, listen, avoid unnecessary question. Avoid un foolish and unnecessary question. Avoid knowing that they do what? Gender strife. They breed conflict. They breed, it's not everything you should respond to. It's not every question you should answer. Avoid unnecessary questions. Avoid unnecessary answer. Avoid unnecessary conflict in life. Because he that keep his tongue will keep his life. Look at verse 24. He said, because the servant of God must not strive. Do you know that when the Bible says the servant of God must not strive, he, he, he knows that you are married though. <laughs> you know, some people say, hey, my wife is the devil. But look at what he says. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, having the ability to teach and patient. Please sit down. Do you understand what I'm saying now? The servant of God must not be so angry and begin to fight. The servant of God must be gentle, must be patient. Because if you are not gentle, if you are not patient, you will destroy the blessing that God has organized for you. Number one enemy of your office is unnecessary conflict. When God begins to bless you, you will have enemies. And number one enemy is fights. Unnecessary fights. Unnecessary fights. You know, people that have preserved their affairs, it's not because they were mumu. They just know that peace is necessary for them to gather blessing. Isaiah chapter 23 verse 6 says that the Lord will give you perfect peace because you trust in him. Peace is necessary to sustain blessing. Not right, sir. Not right, ma. And I'm speaking to married men and women and young people. It is not your right that preserve your harvest. The house is not a courtroom. We are the proof law. The house is not a court. The house is a place meant for peace and comfort. It is not that you should say sorry. I should say no. Conflict and fight. Is number one enemy of others. Anywhere there is blessing, there will be something that want to cause katakata. But avoid unnecessary conflict by all means. If your wife did not greet you, not greeting somebody is not a sin. If she greets you, greeting somebody is not a sin. If she welcome you, welcoming somebody is not a sin. Not welcoming you is not a sin. Avoid unnecessary conflict because unnecessary conflict will destroy your harvest. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20 to 21. Proverbs chapter 26. If you are there, you can let me see it. The Bible says that where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Look at what it says. Are you there already? Proverbs 26, verse 20. Proverbs 26, verse 20. Where no wood is there, the fire goes out. So where there is no tail bearer, a contentious person, strife cease. Most time, when fight and agreement went to enter your, your life or your family, it will be introduced by somebody, not issue. 
Most of you are debating issue. It's about human being. Who is reporting it? Who is reporting the strife? Romans chapter 16 verse 17. He said, Mark them that cause division, strife in your midst. By all means, avoid them. He did not say fight them. He said, avoid them. Avoid. Avoid unnecessary. Con- now, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which we have learned and avoid them. He did not say fight them. Avoid them. Avoid a contentious person, somebody that always wants to cause strife. If you notice that somebody has an anointing to fight, anytime he comes into your house, you always argue. Make sure you avoid the person by all means. Separate yourself from somebody that can cause strife. They will destroy your harvest. That's why I read Judges chapter 6 verse 6. That Israelites were greatly improvised. They became poor because of the Midianite. Because anytime the harvest is ready, the Midianite will come and destroy the harvest. I pray that no enemy will destroy your harvest in Jesus' name. I know you are blessed now. You'll be blessed forever in the name of Jesus. James chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. James chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. We are envying and strife is. There's confusion and every evil work. What is the Bible says? Every fight we attract the devil. So that's why I don't fight. I don't fight. I told Dr. was it on Friday. I said, do you know at times I wonder what couple fight with? He said, eh? I said, yes, I don't know. Anytime there is quarreling, envying, and strife, you are attracting every evil work into your blessing. You are opening the door for the demon to destroy your blessing. So I don't claim my rights. Oh, I don't say I'm a pastor in my household. I am a husband and a father. Don't claim my rights. I relate with my children as father. Father to daughter, father to son. To my wife as husband. No title. <laughs> because it's not title that we keep my home. I can blast in anointing and everybody fall here. And in the home, I'll be beating my wife. And have you forgotten that the scripture says, anyone that cannot keep his house is worse than an infidel. He said, if you cannot be a leader in your house, you cannot lead the church of God. And we have all manner of people. They have an anointing to heal the sick. They also have anointing for annoyance. <laughs> they have anointing for anger. Foulent on the altar, foulent at home. That's not the way God has designed it. God has designed it that you keep peace by all means and avoid unnecessary conflict so that your affairs will be preserved. You must by all means live in unity in your home. Psalm 113 verses 1 to the end. Behold, how pleasant, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It's like the oil of Aaron. It's like the oil of Aaron that fall upon what? That fall upon his head to his head. He said that is where the Lord commanded his blessing. Psalm 133. I think Psalm 133 verses 1 to the end. So if you want the blessing of God, avoid unnecessary battles. Unnecessary battle will destroy your blessing. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, Aaron's beard, that went down to his 
skirt of his garment. Verse 3. Verse 3. Look at verse 3. As the dew of Ammon and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there, there, there. Where there is peace. That is where the Lord commanded the blessing. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, nothing will destroy my harvest. Nothing will destroy my peace. I will keep my peace by all means. I will not allow the Philistine or the Midianite to destroy my harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 6. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 6. What am I saying this morning? Things you must watch out for this year is unnecessary conflict. Don't do in things that does not belong to you. If you notice somebody is fighting, just avoid unnecessary conflict. For by wise counsel, thou shalt make thy war. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. I'm also telling you now that I'm giving you wise counsel. Don't just fight. It is not every battle that worth your struggle. That worth your strength. Don't argue. Stop arguing. Just keep quiet. The Bible says, even when a fool keep quiet, it is perceived that that fool is wise. <laughs> so don't argue. Stop arguing. Stop replying. Stop replying. They say your mother is not well. And so what? If you abuse my mother now, she's in the grave. All the people in your family, I say, okay, they are mad. Thank, thank you. And so what else will he say? And your father, I say, yes, thank you again. Avoid unnecessary battle because unnecessary battle and conflict will destroy your blessing. Any, any conflict that does not work your struggle, avoid it. Be wise. Don't fight every battle. Don't fight every battle. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 8. Proverbs 16, 27 to 28. He says that when you see somebody that likes fight, even the one that does not belong to him, he will fight it. And at the end, he will lose a lot of things. Look at what he says. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. When you see a man that loves peace, even when he's being rebuked, he will get less. He will get less. We keep quiet. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27 to 28. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27 to 28. An ungodly man digget up evil. What does it mean for you to dig evil? Don't dig matter that has nothing to do with you. And in his lip, there is, is a burning fire. Whatever he says, we strive, strive. So be careful what you are saying. Avoid unnecessary conflict. Verse 28. Verse 28. Put on verse 28. A forward man soweth strife with his tongue. A forward man. A bad man always so strife with his word. Make sure you are not using your mouth to sow the seed of discord and a whisperer separated chief or friend. Strife. When somebody is whispering something that is bad, they will separate they can separate husband and wife. Have you heard? 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 Nobody gets harvest or laurel or crown by fighting everybody. It doesn't work. It does not do what? It doesn't work. Please, avoid unnecessary battle and conflict to preserve your harvest. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father,
I will not fight unnecessary battle. I am born to be a champion. I'm born to have affairs in life. I will not fight unnecessary battle. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't fight unnecessary battle. Live a life of peace and you enjoy supernatural harvests in the name of Jesus. Number one enemy of your harvest is unnecessary battle. I have peace because I don't get myself involved in unnecessary battles or unnecessary stories or unnecessary issues. Things that don't concern me, I don't make myself in it. I'm not a commentator of all pastors. It doesn't concern me. I focus my job because unnecessary conflicts will derail my energy and will destroy my own blessing. Number two enemies of your avarice is lack of motivation and equipment. Lack of motivation and equipment. Lack of motivation. When you live a life that is not motivated... One of the greatest secrets of Ruth in the Bible was that Ruth was a self-motivated man and that can be motivated by other people. How do I know this? In Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17, Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17, when there was no hope for Ruth, Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you. Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For wherever thou goest, I will go, and wherever thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. This is a well-motivated person. Self-motivation is one of the guaranteed things that sustain others. The moment you lack self-motivation, you begin to lose your passion. The moment you begin to lose your passion, you begin to lose your harvest. You will be somebody that can talk to yourself like David and said, I can still move on, even when nobody is encouraging me. For Ruth, Ruth lost her husband. For Ruth, Ruth lost her father-in-law. For Ruth, Ruth also lost her sister-in-law, said, I'm not going again. But Ruth said, I'm going. When nobody is supporting you, can you please support yourself? Can you, support, can you say to yourself, I will sing unto the Lord a new song. I will encourage myself in the Lord. I will never be discouraged. It does not matter what is happening to me. I can move on. Ruth, single-heartedly, in a strange land, move with Naomi and said, I'm not going. I'm going to pursue. Please sit down. I will pursue. This is my dream to the conclusion. Put on verse 17. Put on verse 17. Ruth chapter 1 verse 17. Where thou dies, I will die. Where and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also. But death, if aught but death, part thee away from me. Do you know where you are going? Make up your mind. Receive self-motivation to get there. Don't wait for Tinubu. Even Listen, sit down and talk positively to yourself and be motivated. Motivate yourself into greatness. Encourage yourself in the Lord. 
First Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself. These are people that can talk to themselves. Even when people are saying, there is no hope for them. He said, there is hope for me. There is a way for me. I am not a failure. Never you allow anyone to write you off. Be somebody that can motivate yourself because the moment you lack motivation, I will still show you in the Bible now. The moment you lack motivation and God is even willing to help you, you will not be able to enjoy the harvest that God has prepared. I will show you. I will show you. Just wait. I will show you two stories of people that the Lord has destined abundant blessing for, but they were cut short because they were not motivated. Because motivation comes from the inside. That's why I'm speaking to your innermost being that there are times in life you are going to be lonely. But don't be a man or a woman without motivation because nobody's on your side. Stop complaining. Speak to yourself and tell yourself, I can still achieve this dream. I can still move far. It's still well with me. I can still be great in life. One of the greatest attributes of successful people is that they can motivate themselves even where there's nobody around them. David, encourage himself. May you be able to encourage yourself in the name of Jesus. In 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3, the man of God said to a widow woman, How do I help you? He said, What do you have? I have a little oil, sir. He said, Go to your neighbor and borrow empty vessel. And the instruction is simple borrow not a few. What does it mean? Borrow multitude of empty vessels, uncountable vessels. What does this mean? You can only get empty vessel according to the level of your motivation. There is going to be a blessing coming your way. Go and get empty vessels. The woman gather vessels. And to her greatest su- surprise, the oil stop. We are the vessels she, she, she borrow. Stop. The oil that is flowing from heaven, that miracle is stop. We are our own vessel that she gather stop. Your blessing will stop. We are your motivation stop. You cannot get blessed above the level of your inner motivation. You can't, it can't push you forever. You've got to push yourself, brother. You've got to push yourself. Stop waiting for people to push you. Go and gather vessel. Gather not a few. Say, first, then I gather again. Ah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Gada gada, I'm a first with the multi gada. I must say first with Larini. And maybe she gathered just 10 pounds. And the Bible says the oil stopped. And when she reported to the man of God that ah, a miracle has happened, the oil flow. You know the man, what the man of God says? The oil is yours. Ah, the oil is mine. I say yes. What do I do with the oil? Sell the oil. Live on it for the rest of your life. She never had a second chance of having another miracle of oil. And you know at times, we don't even have a second chance of preparing ourselves for a blessing. You're supposed to be a self-motivated person. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? You may not never have a second appearance. Look at Joseph. Joseph was taken from the prison. Joseph prepared himself for the throne. Joseph saved himself because he knew the Egyptians don't like beard. So he saved himself. The Bible says Joseph also changed his raiment. And Joseph got to Pharaoh. And he never had another chance to present himself to Pharaoh for that blessing. And Pharaoh saw him. Pharaoh promoted him. Who encouraged Joseph to change his raiment? Why did he not appear with prison clothes, tattered, and say, Hey, my son, 
I'm in prison because uh, somebody lied against me. We have been sending messages to you all this way. Why didn't you come and solve my problem? <coughs> or telling the king, hear my story first before you tell me your dream. But Joseph presented himself as a happy person and was solving the problem. And as he was solving the problem, he was blessed because he was a self-motivated person. If you cannot run your fair coat, nobody will run it for you. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I will not allow discouragement to affect my harvest. I will enjoy self-motivation and I will align motivation from order to preserve my harvest in Jesus' name. Second King chapter 13, verse 18 to 19. Second King chapter 13, verse 18 to 19. Second King chapter 13, verse 18 to 19. And he said, okay, maybe we should read from verse 16 so that you know the story. Re read from verse 16. Then he said the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's arms. Let me give you the story. The man of God, Elisha, was sick. And the man of God was like uh, the man of war for every battle that they fight. Anytime there's a warfare, they will go to the king. And the king, will tell the, uh, they will go to the man of God. And the man of God will tell them what to do. So the king heard that the man of God was sick. So he quickly ran to the man of God and said, My father, my father, how are we going to fight the battle that's remaining? And the man of God gathered himself and said, Put your hand upon the bow. Look at what he says. Put on verse, verse 16 again. Put your hand upon the bowl. Put upon the bowl. Look at this. And when he said to the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bowl. And he put his hand upon it. And Elijah put his hand upon the king's hand. Watch it. Verse 17. The man of God is about to prophesy. And he said, open the window eastward. And open it. Then Elijah said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, this arrow is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Afek till thou have destroyed them. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you love that prophecy? How many of you love the prophecy? You will destroy your enemy until you have consumed them. Somebody say another amen. amen. Now watch it. We now come to your own part. Verse 18. This is your part in prophecy. And he now said, take the arrow. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite the ground. And he smote thrice. And stay. Put his hand upon the arrow. This is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. Shoot into the hair. He did that. He says, you will strike the Syrian, your enemy, until you have consumed them. He now said, take the arrow again. He said, yes sir. He says, strike the ground. The man struck the ground three times. And he said, take the arrow and strike. He, he smote it three times. Verse 19. And stay. Look at what the man of God said. Verse 19. And the man of God was wrought. What does he mean was wrought? He was angry with him. And said, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then art thou smitten Syria till thou be consumed it. Whereas now thou hast smitten Syria but thrice. It means you will only have victory three times. They will come again. Ha! Ah, there's a revelation here. It is not the prophecy of order that determines the fate of a man. 
It is the motivation that you have from within you that determines your faith. It does not matter how thick the prophecy is. If you are not self-motivated, you will not enjoy it. What are you saying to yourself? Even when God is speaking to you, if I ask you to confess, I am blessed, I am blessed, you confess it and stop here. After some time, I say, I'm not confessing again, Jerry. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. When I know I'm not blessed, and God is seeing your motivation. The king strike the ground just for three times and he stopped. And the man of God said, why did you stop? I have told you the arrow is the arrow of the Lord deliverance. You should have been striking five to six times. Then you will be defeating the enemy. And he said, because you have stopped, you only have victory three times. Your victory is determined by the level of your motivation. Motivation self-motivation. It's what preserves your harvest. When you lack motivation, even the blessing that God has preserved for you, you will destroy it. That is why by all means, you must motivate yourself. Say by all means, I will motivate myself. I will not allow anybody to discourage me. Say a believing amen. I said lack of motivation and equipment destroy harvest. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 4 says where there is no oxen the creep is clean but much increase is by the strength of the horse. Why is equipment important? Equipment don't go on sick leave. Equipment will not gossip about you. Equipment will not murmur. Equipment will not leave you without telling you. Equipment will always obey you anytime you want to use it. Don't ever use hand to do what equipment can do. Use equipment to preserve your harvest. Equipment they are very good. That is why I'm saying it's because I don't have money. Know that equipment will also help you to make money. What is equipment I'm talking about? It starts with freezer. Freezer can preserve your food. Every home should have freezer. Okay, by mistake, you cook more than enough rice. Then you put the one that you have cooked into the freezer. And you don't cook a new rice until you warm that one. Do you understand what I'm saying now? You are preserving it. What is equipment? Equipment is FAIKU. Some of you don't know that even FAIKU is an equipment. FAIKU that saves time. FAIKU that brings return. FAIKU that brings blessing. FAIKU that creates atmosphere. FAIKU is not a luxury. It's an equipment. For you to enjoy harvest. There are a lot of equipment that you can use to bring in harvest into your life. If you lack motivation and necessary equipment in life, you'll be poor. That's why you have to pray and say, God, give me the necessary equipment. Give me the necessary, the necessary motivation. Every equipment that will move you forward, receive anointing to receive them in Jesus' name. Machines are very wonderful blessing. Tools that preserve harvest. Very wonderful tools that preserve harvest. Enemy of harvest number two is lack of equipment and motivation. You must be well motivated. When you wake up in the morning, speak to yourself and dress well. Don't dress shabbily. Because you are a walking message. What people see in you is what they read. Put a smile face on. 
If you dress anyhow and you look like a mad person, people will say that you're a madman. It's not, it's not uh, intentional. It is by mistake. It's because of the way you dressed. Motivate yourself with your environment. Let your environment be clean and neat. Motivate yourself by creating a conducive atmosphere that will inspire you to work more and to do more. Buy those things that will motivate you and drive you to achieve success. Lack of motivation and necessary equipment will destroy your harvest. The blessing that God has in mind for you. Lack of motivation and necessary equipment will destroy your harvest. Are you listening to me now? Every instrument that you need for your blessing, may the Lord give it to you in Jesus' name. Every necessary motivation that will help you to achieve success, may the Lord give it to you in the name of Jesus. Every form of seed, seed of discouragement that is destroying your self-image, I destroy them today in Jesus' name. It is not enough to be tall. You must be self-motivated. You must be strong. It is not enough to be pretty. You must be somebody that is self-motivated. It is not enough to be knowledgeable and intelligent. You must be somebody that is self-motivated. That when you talk, people can see passion. They can see a burning desire that is consuming them in your faces. It is not enough to come from a good home. You must have a self-motivation that can drive you on. So you use that thing to move yourself on. If you are not motivated, you will not achieve much in life. They say there are some people there. There is nothing that you say to them that will motivate them on. It will not motivate them. Be self-motivated. Look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 3. Ruth said to Naomi, he said, dress yourself. Put on your best dress. Go to Boaz. Appear to him. Be a self-motivated and happy person. He said, when you appear to him, he will propose to you. He will propose to you. <laughs> and look at what happened. The man said, I will not rest until I said to it. I have heard what you have said. When you are motivated, life work well for you. When you are discouraged and things are now getting down, you blame it on everybody. It must come from you first. Self-motivation is your first thing that you must do. Because when you lack motivation and you lack equipment, your affairs will be destroyed. I pray your affairs will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Number three things that affect affect our harvest enemy of our harvest is wrong belief system i've talked about this for some time but i want you to know that what you become in life is a sum total of your belief system in life some of you don't know that what you believe about yourself is wrong what you believe about god is wrong what you believe also will determine the way you talk your perception to life is determined by your core belief system. That is why whatever you believe, you have to check it very well. Psalm chapter 11 verse 3 says, What shall we say to this thing? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Look at what it says. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
what is the foundation of believer in the new testament is faith what is your foundation what is your foundation the bible says we stand by faith the just shall live by faith we eat by faith we come to church by faith we please god by faith we get to heaven by faith we become safe by faith every blessings of god they are tied to faith please sit down now if faith is our foundation and that foundation is destroyed what can the righteous do how can the righteous be blessed how can i help you if your faith is a wrong thing or your faith what you believe in is wrong if your faith, your foundation is bad, what can I do to help you? You can come to church, clap and give offering, give tight, love me. Still, God is not blessing you because you have a wrong belief system. And most of the time, when people have this wrong belief system, they will hear the word of God and they will still speak negative things before God. And God will hear it and God will have no other option than to punish them. Numbers chapter 14 verse 28 As I hear them say in my hearing, that's what will I do unto them. It would have been better if you go to your closet and say, God, you don't hear what I'm saying. No, I want to say rubbish. <laughs> Look at what is happening. Numbers chapter 14 verse 28 In front of God, God was there. The ark of the tabernacle was there. They were opening their mouth and they were formating or speaking gutter. Speaking bad things. Say unto them, as truly as I live, say the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. What you say is determined by what you believe. I can't force, I can force you to say, repeat after me, repeat after me here. When you get to your room, you will go back to your own original language and you'll be saying things the way you have been saying it. And the reason why you are saying wrong thing most of the time is because you believe in wrong thing. You have a wrong belief system. When you have a wrong belief system, your harvest will be destroyed. Because a wrong belief system will destroy harvest. Look at Proverbs 18 verse 20. He said, a man will be satisfied by the fruit of his lip. Your fruit of your lip is determined by the fruit of your heart. A good man, out of the treasure of his heart, bring out good things. If what you believe is wrong, you will speak bad things. Look at what he says. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lip shall he be blessed. If your tongue is good, prosperity will come to you. Your tongue can only be good if I heal what you believe. Because if I do not change what you believe, I can't change the way you talk. I can't change the way you think. The reason you are behaving the way you are behaving is because you believe in wrong things. Wrong things, they bring a wrong problem. Big problem to people. Look at it again. Proverbs 16, verse 23. Proverbs 16, verse 23. I'm talking about wrong belief system. The art of the wise man teached his mouth and had that learning unto his lips. A wise man is allowing his belief to direct his speech, what he's saying. 
what are the things that you should believe in i told the student three things that you should believe in very important i said number one believe that the word of god works this is the right belief system it might look like ordinary letter but they are very very powerful the word of god is like two edges word the word work never you play with the word the word is important believe in the word of god i give them three i said number two believe that jesus loves you even though you may not be as rich as your neighbor it doesn't matter believe that you are special in your own way it makes you beautiful he has blessed you are you hearing me i said number three believe that even in your own right god will answer your prayers but i want i want to add four more to it today so that you know what is right to believe in number five believe in your own priorities nobody know your priority except you believe what is important to you <coughs> look i might think the only thing you need now is house but you may know that your priority now is a car there is nothing that is wrong between a car and a house believe in your own priority don't let anybody dabaru your schedule of life whatever you believe is good for you pursue it believe in your own priority believe in it believe that small thing can grow big that most of the great things in life they start small and god will not start something big from big things in fact most of the time god starts great things from small things small instruction they give back to big miracles in fact most instruction of jesus in the bible they are very small big miracle come from small instruction second king chapter five naman was leprous and the man of god asked him go and wash in river jordan seven times you'll be clean and the man was annoyed he said the instruction is too small and the servant came to me and said if the man of god has asked you to do a great thing will you not have done it how much more when he asked you to do a small thing believe that small thing can produce big miracle you see a lot of people i was just thinking a lot of people think, think that having an institution is a very big issue. Ah, it's a very big issue. I said, no. There's only one thing that makes you to have an institution. Believe in small beginning. Small beginning. Small beginning and allow it to grow. When we started this school, we started with innovation enterprise. With one course. One course genuine everything that you can now seek attachment and somebody told us ah you can seek ablation with Ila. you can seek ablation with with uh Elisha. travel to Elisha. they were using us for shakara travel to Ila. we submitted the form for ablation they were not answering and somebody came and said bring your certificate for innovation let's apply directly to ncc but we started small please sit down one of the reasons why people are not great today is because they don't believe in small beginning. Every great thing will begin small. Somebody said the only thing you start from greatness from the top is grave. Believe in small beginning. The Bible says you should not despise the day of small beginning. Look at the instruction of Jesus. Let your net into the deep for you are going to have an harvest. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam. 
Small, small instructions that guarantee mighty miracle. If you are not ready to believe in small beginning, we not see great ending. Believe in small beginning. Everything great in your life we start with small instruction. One of the reasons why church people are not blessed is because they are expecting one big boom. At times when God wants to speak to you, he will speak through a suggestion. A small thing. A small thing can change your story. A small suggestion. I told you that my mother was broke. After some time, she gave her life to Christ and she was indebted. I remember then to the tune of 4,000. 4,000 was a lot of money. Because a brand new Pidgeot then, SR, was 5,000 naira. Volkswagen was 3,000. Corolla then, with Panevan, was 4,500. Brand new. Brand new. So she was indebted. So she prayed, we prayed, so many of us were born again. A woman, in if I told her, blessed woman, she has gone to be with the Lord now. Mr. Debara told her and said, hey, she better see dear Kara. It can never cross my mind, my mother's mind forever till Jesus come. Because number one, she despises it. Number two, she sees it as derogatory. Because he was the one supplying beings to all those alakara. She sees herself on top of those people. She said, ah. The woman said, she now asked her, where will I start? The woman said, start in my shop here. I will provide the fry pan. I will provide the petty. In those days, they used glass with wood to do it. You will start. That small suggestion leads to great deliverance in our family. The long story short, she paid all her debts. One of the debtors came to visit and said, why don't you curse God? Say, you started having shop, two shops with bags of beans. Now you now return to one Congo of frying Akara. Which kind of God do you serve like this that put you in this mess? My mother said, that was the same way they said to Job. Job did not die in his trouble. Job lived and survived. My mother told the allergy then, I will survive this and pay your money. See, survival. She bought four plant, four plot of land. Built eight rooms with toilet facility and everything. And established herself. She died peaceably without owing anybody. From simple instruction. From simple instruction. Don't think that when you come to church, you are going to hear it will be some small, small instruction that will lead to greatness. Believe that small instruction work. Small instruction. Small leading. Small leading. Like a small suggestion. Those are things that guarantee harvest. Believe in small things. Because some of us like something that is impressive. Most great things, most great things are not impressive. They start small. Big thing starts small. You'll be surprised. Be surprised. Whatever God asks you to do, believe in small beginning. Okay, what right belief system again? Believe that it takes time to succeed. I discovered that in this part of the world, some of us don't believe that it takes time. There is nothing you want to do. The Bible says you need patience if you are going to succeed. That's why I'm advising you to start on time. If you have a wrong belief system that overheat here, I want to hit it. Key hit here, big buy. King rock or big buy. Most things don't come sharply like that. Even the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, he says, 
don't be weary in, in well doing. In due season, when the time comes, you will reap the harvest. There is a time for harvest. Don't think that people just start today and become successful tomorrow. It's a journey. Success is a process. And at time, a journey. A very long journey for that. So don't get tired thinking that you are going to hit it big time. He hits 10 million like this. They don't hit it like that. They hit. They hit. They hit it small, 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 small. One thousand, two thousand, three thousand, until it becomes ten million, twenty million, hundred million. Success take time. It take time. Don't say hey, I've been doing it for some years now. Nothing is working. Do it again, my friend. Believe that there is nothing that is great that will not take time to succeed. I, I, I moved from Obomashaw uh, to this place. They transferred me here. And after about six months, not up to a year, I built my first house, three bedroom flat, and I stayed there. And my pastor heard that I moved into my house. And he started saying to people, Pastor, did you build house within two months? I said, Sir, no. I built that house in seven years. And if you multiply the income with that of my wife, that means I built that house in 14 years. He said, no, 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 no. No, you have not been to Shobo for 14 years. I said, no, sir. Let me tell you the story. All the landed property that I had in Oboman show when they transferred me, I sold them. The one I had in Bada, I sold them. And I converted them to buying the land. And the money that I have from them, I use it to start making block to build my house. If you look at me, they say I build a house in two months. It's a lie. I build it in seven years that I've been working. All my investment I ever have. I don't have any other saving. I don't have any other cooperative. Everything that I have, I sold to build this house. I say number two, my wife did uncommon thing for me. She write the check and give me complete money. For those times we are building, she was not keeping anything to herself. So if you join all our money as saving with my money, I'm a single person that is working. That means it took me that 14 years because we are both work for seven years. I said, sir, don't give that testimony. Because these are the testimony that we hear and we feel that God has not done good to us. God is not blessing. I said, sir, no, 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 no. Go and see Pastor Adetunji is doing well. He got to Shobo. Within two months, he built out. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's a lie, sir. I didn't build that house in two months. Too. I built the house in seven years. I sold the land. There was one I sold for 250 There was the one I sold for 90 There was the one I sold for 140000 If you, you have invested, you have been buying land somewhere, and you now move to a place, and you now sell everything, and you now buy a land of 160 and a bag of cement is maybe 450 and you buy and you build and you fence. Uh-uh. It is, and they ask, what do you have again? Nothing except this house. Did I build the house in two, two months? I said, no, I didn't build it in two months. I built it in several years. So he stopped saying it. Because people started, they started seeing me as a super god. No, 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 I'm not. Oh. Believe that success takes time. That is why you have to start on time. <laughs> It takes time. Don't believe that uh, success is hit and run. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They are deceiving you. 
Success is a process. It's a journey. It takes time. There will be some investment. There will be some time. There will be some endurance before you now say, oh, I now have this thing. A lot of people that you are seeing that they, they are just successful. They have learned so many things in a hard way. And pretty much, if that success is good, it has taken some time for them to be where they are. One man came to my office here and he was asking about my son so many years ago, maybe about four years ago. And I told him he's in Lautech. And he said, what is he studying? I said, he's studying medicine. I said, I think I said he was in part two. Part two then or part one. Is that part two? And he said, no, 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 daddy. You should not allow him to read medicine. He should come and read computer software. If he read computer software, he become a millionaire. If we do well, see me now, I'm doing very well. And I said, okay, will you talk to him? He said, sir, let me talk to Adeolu. And he put a call to him. And uh, Adeolu asked me a question. Sir, how many years have you been working? And the man said, nine years. He said, let me finish also. By the time I also work for nine years in mercy, I'll be as successful as you are. There's no point changing my course. And the man kept quiet. <laughs> he said, sir, how many years have you been working, sir, before you have your car? And you have all the money. And you have all the testimony. The man said, nine years. Allow me to finish and also work for nine years. Before you say, the course is not good. That's how he answered. He said, this is your boy, Nawa. I said, Nawa. Nawa. It takes time. It takes time. Don't start a shop and think that uh, some people will just be coming. They say, ah, Erokan Wani. Look, let me tell you something. When we posted our fourth matriculation, people said, ah, congratulations, congratulations. There were days we moved to this school. It looked as if we are just two or three. We started with how many? The first matriculation. Ah. That time. <laughs> because we were just starting. There are people we beg and they say, sorry, me wa school him you wa. Free scholarship. Want to get one daddy go to law, law, law. They are just ten. Begging them. That is the beginning. Beginning of every great thing is small. Believe in small beginning. Because church people think that when we pray, we are just saying, God, I don't want to have a small starting. I just want to hit him. Bwah. You say, what will you do with the business? Carry 500,000. Buy. Carry 2 million. Carry 3 million. If you see it, you will squander it. Most time, God wants you to start from a small beginning. If you appreciate the small beginning, when you are great, you'll be able to preserve it. Believe that you can start what? Uh, you can start small and become great. Last belief system I want you to believe. Okay, Believe that there's a divine connection in life. God can connect you to somebody that genuinely loves you, inspire you, and bring blessing into your life. Believe in divine connection. Don't say, there's nobody that is good. Is a liar. There's somebody that has been assigned by God to help you. Believe in divine connection. Don't jump every relationship. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Believe in divine connection. Believe that there's a divine connection that makes things happen. Even as you are moving to the month of favor. Believe in divine connection. Don't be harsh. And don't be judgmental. Believe there's a divine connection that make things happen. God is the one that ordered the step of people to be divinely connected. And I pray that this season, God will connect you. Hello, somebody. Talk to your neighbor say, God will connect you. 
God will favor you. Divine connection will work for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Years back, let me give you a testimony and I will round up. Years back, I, I got a job in Lautech in a miraculous way by his divine help. And I was engaged to my lovely wife. And I was thinking, what will my wife do? And the Lord told me, write an application for her. Write it for her because she's going to get a job. Submit it in her department. I took it to Lagos first for her to sign. And I brought it to the department and submitted it. But I knew nobody. And I don't know how God will do it. So one morning, the person that was hosting me, I saw a book on his shelf, How to Build a Happy Home. I picked the book that morning. I've not even read it. We were having congregation meeting that, that, that morning then. And I went into that meeting. I took a seat and I sat down. Somebody was sitting beside me. As they were talking up, the way I was talking, uh, you know, doing all this interview, I was looking at the book. I never knew the man that was sitting beside me was watching me. So at the end of the meeting, please, sir, what's your name? I'd like to know you. I say, I'm Amos Adetoji. I work in the library. So you are welcome. Please, there's one thing I need from you. Can I borrow this book from you? I say, why not? You can borrow it. But when will you give me? Say, okay, maybe next tomorrow. I just love it. So I gave it to him. Within a week, we became friends. And he asked me, are you planning to get married? I said, yes. He said, then where is that beautiful sister? I said, ah, I'm looking for a job in so-so-so department for her. He said, ah, already that I will help you talk to him. If you refuse, we'll go to the PC. He was a slender man like this. Today, that same man is the registrar of Lautech today. Dr. Gulay. He's the registrar today. So he took the letter and went into the HOD and said, This is my friend fiancé, Egbodok Bani. I don't know what he used. Oh. A month later, the letter came out. People were thinking that I'm powerful. I am not powerful. I was divinely connected. God will connect you Amen. to your miracle in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, I'm begging you, don't summarize yourself that I know nobody, my family know nobody. The person that you will know that will help you, they will jam you this week. Amen. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I believe in your divine connection. I believe in your word. I believe in your love. Tell him what you believe. I believe that even my small beginning will increase. People will doubt me, but I know I will increase. I will enjoy greatness in the mighty name of Jesus. I believe in my priorities that my priorities will speak at the end. Lord, I believe that you will answer my prayer. When I pray to you, I believe in divine connection that you will connect me rightly in the name of Jesus. I will not be frustrated. Nobody can frustrate me. I believe in divine connection. You will connect me to the right person. At the right. Open your mouth and pray. Don't just look around. Pray for yourself. That is what I believe. I believe in divine connection. 
Lord, connect me to my miracle. Connect me to my answer. I believe when I pray, you will answer me. Even now, whatever I ask from you, you are going to do it. Every wrong belief system in my brain. Father, take it away in the name of Jesus. Every wrong belief system in my brain. Lord, flush them away in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I believe in answers to my prayer. I believe in divine connection. I believe there is hell from above for me. I believe that you love me in the name of Jesus. I believe in your word. I believe. Lord, I believe this thing. I will not have wrong belief system in the mighty name of Jesus. Every belief system that will destroy my harvest, Father, take them away from me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. This is your own. Raise your two hands to heaven. Lord, give me grace to be a self-motivated person. Go ahead and pray for yourself. I don't know who is pushing you. But if you want God to help you, you must pray and say, Lord, motivate me from within. Motivate me from your word. Motivate me by your power. Motivate me by your grace. Motivate me by your help. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me to be a self-motivated person. Let nothing discourage me. What can man do to me? In the name of Jesus. I receive grace to be self-motivated. No matter what my enemy will do, it will not affect me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace to be a self-motivated person. Grace to be a motivated person. At all time of my life. If you are not self-motivated, you can never be happy. I receive grace to be a self-motivated person. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to be motivated. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. We are going to pray for the last point before we pray. Say, Father, give me wisdom not to fight unnecessary battle. Any battle that is not necessary for me to fight, that will not lead to me winning, I will not fight it. Lord, I want peace. I want peace. I want your peace. In my home, I will not fight unnecessary battle. I will not get myself in unnecessary conflict. I receive grace not to fight on a necessary battle. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace not to fight on a necessary battle. Champions don't fight in a necessary battle. I receive grace not to fight on a necessary battle. Pray for yourself. If you're a married man, if you're a married woman, pray for yourself. I will not get myself involved on a necessary fight, on a necessary strife. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. How many of you this morning believe that you are blessed? Then I have told you something. If you are blessed, you will have enemy. If you are blessed, you must know how to pray against the enemy of your blessing. Anyone that is blessed will be envied. Wherever there is envy, there will be strife. These things are very, very natural. Blessing attracts envy. I say pray for yourself. Nobody will be qualified to pity you. You shall be envied. When they envy you, they will fight you. How many of you here want somebody to pity you? You want pity party. If you want us to pity you, we will pity you. But how many of you want other people to envy you? Raise up your hand. You want to have an enviable testimony. 
you want to shine. How many of you want to shine? Okay, maybe we should start our prayer from there. Say, Father, help me to live an enviable life. Let nobody be qualified to pity me. I don't want pity. I want when people see me, I want to be shiny at all times. I want to have testimony at all times. I don't want anybody to pity me. I want to live a good life, a blessed life, a heavy life, decorated with many. Let's start from there. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you this morning. They will envy you. Are you saying amen very well? Okay, I pray for the choir people. This morning, people will envy you. When people look at you, they will not pity you. Anybody that look at your life, they will envy you. They will want to be like you. I pray for the men in this church. May people envy you. If your amen is the loudest, may your blessing be the biggest. I pray for the women in this church. May people envy you. May people envy you. I pray for the youth in this church. May people envy you. Now open your eyes and look at me. It takes warfare to be blessed. Nobody has ever told you this thing before. If you look straight and you look perfect and you don't have food, nobody will know. They will say, hey, they will not like you. They will like you. Isaac was envied and they filled his well with sand to stop the water from flowing. That is what happened when you are blessed. But I'm praying for you this morning. God will fight your battle for you. Okay, raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, fight my battle for me. Go ahead and pray. Wherever they are talking against me, wherever they are planning evil against me, Lord, fight my battle for me. Because I am blessed. Somebody is organizing trouble for me. Father, let your fire scatter them. In the name of Jesus. Fight my battle for me. Lord, fight my battle for me. Because of your grace, fight my battle for me. Everyone that is planning evil against me, Lord, scatter them. Scatter them because of your name. In the name of Jesus. Wherever there is a gang up against me, Father, scatter it by your power. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. One more prayer. David prays, say, Lord, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And God had it. Who was Ahithophel? Prof. Ahithophel was a blessed man, very intelligent. Ahithophel's cancer was the cancer of God. Ahithophel was talented. Ahithophel was not happy with David. Maybe David offended him, I don't know. Ahithophel decided to conspire against David and to kill him. But David heard that Ahithophel is now your enemy, he's no longer your, your friend. What did David do? 
in Nedan. He said, Father, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. And the Bible says, every word of Ahitophel was like the word of God. But yet, God answered the prayer of David. I pray for you this morning. God will answer your prayer. I stand under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the calling of God upon my life. It does not matter how big, how mighty your enemy is. It does not matter how tall, how intelligent, how powerful they are. The Lord will turn their plan into foolishness in Jesus' name. Raise your two hands to heaven. Okay, John. Let's read John first. John 11, verse 22. John 11, verse 22. I love John 11, 22. We use it to pray on Friday. John 11, 22. Look at what John 11, 22 says. John 11, 22 says, But I know that even now, whatsoever thou we ask of God, God will give it to you. Somebody say, I know. Even now, whatever I will ask from God, God will give it to me. Say, I know. Even now, whatever I ask from God, God will give it to me. Do you believe that? Stand on your feet. You are going to pray, Lord, turn the counsel of my enemies into foolishness. This year, in the name of God, go ahead and pray that prayer. Whatever may be the envy, whatever may be the strife, Lord, turn the counsel of every Aito fell in my life into foolishness by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the curse of the Lord be upon them in the name of Jesus. Fight my battle for me. Turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Every plan of the enemy, Father, turn it into foolishness. I will not live a pitiable life. I will live an enviable life. Turn the counsel of my Ahitophel into foolishness. Every negative counsel against my forces, turn it into foolishness. In the name of, open your mouth and pray. Every counsel of the enemy against your forces, every plan, fire of the Holy Ghost, turn it into foolishness. Every counsel of the enemy against my forces. In Jesus mighty name we have prayer. One of the enemy of harvest is strife. When the enemy enter your harvest, they will destroy it and they make you poor. I pray for you this morning. Enemy will not destroy your harvest. What is making you happy, rejoicing, thanking God? It could be your joke. It could be your children. It could be the voice of the Lord. It will not turn to sorrow in the name of Jesus. Put it on Isaiah chapter 4 verse 17. That is how to preserve your blessing. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 17. What does he say? No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Say it again. Say no weapon. Say like the Bible. Say loud and clear. Say like a prophecy. Say with motivation that is formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment I will condemn. 
This is the inheritance of the servant of the Lord. And their righteousness is from the Lord. Please, I've said it before. It does not matter how heavy the prophecy. Your motivation determines the harvest. This is a blessing from the Lord. I prophesy again into your life. No arrow form against you shall prosper. Look at what the Bible says. The tongue that shall rise. The tongue may not have risen now. The tongue may want to raise up tomorrow. The tongue may be against you tomorrow. Every tongue that will rise tomorrow against your promotion, against your blessing, against your joy, against your harvest, we condemn in Jesus' name. Who will condemn the enemy? It is you. Every tongue that shall rise against you. The enemy will speak to condemn you before they begin to steal from you. They will, they will first start saying evil concerning you. Evil that you don't know anything about. Evil that you don't know anything about. But God knows how to condemn them back. He knows how to fight your battle. People will see, speak evil concerning you. But God will fight your battle for you. The same God that is fighting my battle will fight your battle for you. Every evil tongue against you, we condemn them today in Jesus' name. Your enemy will come later to beg you. Nothing will stop the flow of your affairs in the name of Jesus. That is the plan of the devil. Anytime you have harvest, the devil is not happy. What is interested in is to spoil it. The enemy fill the water, the well of water, the source of the with sand. Do you know Isaac has to dig another place? They fill with sand. They fought with him. He dig another one. They fill it again. They fought with him. Then he dig another one in Genesis 26 verse 22. And the Bible says, they strove not with him. And he said, God has made room for us. But now we are going to expand. You can only expand where there is no fighting again. Every warfare in your life, I command it to stop now. The mighty name of Jesus. Raise your right hand to heaven. Every tongue against my sources, against my progress, I condemn it right now. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that says I will not succeed, I condemn it right now. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Every negative tongue against my promotion, against my increase, against my blessing, against my... Open your mouth and do your own. Do your own and pray your own. Every tongue that says I shall die, I condemn you now. Every tongue that says I will not eat the fruit of my harvest, I condemn you right now. Everyone that says I will not see my joy, I condemn you right now. Every, every, every enemy that says I will not have peace, I condemn Every enemy that says I will be in hospital bed, I condemn you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I read Proverbs. Proverbs chapter what? Proverbs chapter 18. I think Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. A man's life 
Are you hearing me now? We be satisfied with his mouth. With the increase of his lip shall he be filled. <laughs> a man's belly. <laughs> See this. A man's belly will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his mouth shall he be filled. This morning, the Lord will satisfy your tongue. Yeah. Your tongue will be sweet. Amen. Your voice will be sweet. Amen. Your language will attract favor. Amen. Anyone that hear you, they will go for you. Amen. Because of your voice, doors will open. Amen. Your language will open doors. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father sanctify my mouth let it bring blessing into my life in the mighty name of Jesus don't let my mouth cause trouble for me in why sanctify my mouth as a wife as a husband as a child as an employee as an employer Lord sanctify my mouth open your mouth and pray let my mouth bring blessing to me and not bring causes to me in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Sanctify my mouth. Let my mouth bring blessing to me. Let it bring blessing to me. When people hear my voice, let it bring blessing into my life in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. One of my man of God that I love so much is by name Reverend Umakpai. I've told you one of the reasons why I love him. He was like a, a mentor to me when I was a student. He used to come to the campus to preach to us. I love him then. I love him more now because he's old and he's still preaching. I love him also because he has a very wonderful testimony. One of the days he said, the greatest bank account that he has is his mouth. That his mouth is his bank account. Can you see that? His mouth. He said, when he speaks, his word comes to pass. When he prays, answer has come. What will you do if God turned your mouth to your bank account? Will you not be rich? He said, his mouth is his bank account. He will just say, let there be blessing. And blessing will come. He said, in one of the days, he went to his union bank account. Union bank. And he got there and said, ah, I need five million. And they tell, pek, 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 pek. they say, there's no money. He says, it's not possible. God brings supply from everywhere in the world to give me money. Ah, my, my account cannot be dry. He said, check it again. He said, is this man of God foolish? <laughs> check it. He said, they check. They say, he said, okay, I'll wait. God, put money there. People from all around the world, I even have the account too. They deposit their money. In 30 minutes, he has 5 million in that account. In 30 minutes, God has turned his mouth into his own bank account. Whatever he says come to pass. I pray from today, your mouth will become a bank account. Whatever you say is what you are going to reap. Your mouth will not run you dry. Your mouth will prophesy good things into your life. And those good things will come to pass. 
Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, honor the word of my mouth. Let it bring blessing into my life. Go ahead and pray that prayer very well. Honor the word of my mouth. Honor the word of my mouth. The prayer that come out of my mouth. The confession that come out of my mouth. Are you praying at all? I will never use my mind to speak evil. I will use my mouth to speak evil. Lord, honor the word of my mouth. When I speak, let it come to pass. Let my mouth become my bank account. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and say it. And say, honor the word of my mouth. As I prophesy, let it come to pass. I will not use my mouth to destroy myself. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Raise your hands to heaven. May the Lord bless you. Bless the word of your mouth. Everything you believe today, may they come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is somebody I'm praying for here. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be disgraced. It does not matter how terrible the situation may be. I don't know who that person is. The Lord will fight your battle for you. No matter how thick the conspiracy against you is, the Lord will turn the cancel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Father, take every unnecessary conflict away from your people. Help them to enjoy peace. Fight their battle for them. Within 24 hours, let their enemy be surprised. I pray here, Lord, let nobody be qualified to pity any one of us in the name of Jesus. Help us to live an enviable life. Precious Father, even when there is nobody around us to motivate us, help us to motivate ourselves. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. With motivation, let's clap our hands together for Jesus. We are blessed. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah.